Chief O'Hara. Yes. Dash to the roof. Flash the bat signal. Yes, sir. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Get ready for real comedy fun. Welcome to Talking Paragraphs. It's an official episode of Talking Paragraphs because I, your host Dan, is here with the greatness, the greatest, maybe the goat of podcast co-hosts involving a Des Moines teacher and a Memphis yeah. accountant, the man, the right. man, the legend, Memphis Paul. I, I tick I tick both those boxes. What's going on, buddy? Ah, uh, well You've been MIA. Right. Uh well it's a little rain must fall. Yeah. Uh, the you know, this 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 idea of being an accountant. Uh, it gets talked about in the intros. Uh, it does it does mean there's times of the year that more accounting is happening. Right. We've all heard the initials W-2s, 1099s, 1095Cs. Yeah. You guys can Google, you know. It's all, it's all, it's all going on. Sometimes they throw a W four at you, W nine. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not doing much with the W fours. We get them, but uh, my my work colleague will sometimes see a W four. But uh, uh, you ever have to jump I, and I, do a side I spin my to avoid it, like a, a throwing star and a kung fu movie you know it's like oh there comes a w9 but it's not my problem i've got to get out of its way ah funny people could be like oh you're very manly it's like no that's that's wd40 that's uh, <laughs> that is that is a manlier product uh, but uh, i did email my boss about the form 8027 we've file oh. that's another form number um, kids this but, is your future uh, kids kids going into accounting or uh, yeah yeah we're big we're big with the well, accounting even, school uh, uh i'll say students. say kids kids if you're listening i i don't know if there are kids listening but um mm-hmm. you may not think of it like You've got your little book bag, and there's someone that's a bully that's two grades older than you, and you're shoved into a locker. Right. The the girl you're sweet on gives you the the bums rush or whatever. Right. Like, oh, life's miserable. You'll you'll look back and and think, oh man, those were the, those were the days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you we, may not realize that now. I just wrote a whole column reasons, about this. Well, it's, well, okay. Oh, go ahead. But I'll say, I'll say that one of the reasons for that, you'll be looking back and say, oh, that was great." You're not dealing with the, the W fours, the W nine, right. none of that. Even, even I'm an accountant. I'm swimming in the the ocean of that. Right, but you're dealing. You know, you probably fired up the old TurboTax, got your forms together, and like, sure. Oh, do I, is our, you know, as a teacher, do I get deductions for this or that? Or yeah, you know, I did. Th- I did this thing last year with COVID relief, or who knows? Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's like, gosh, this is less fun than uh, when I was a third grader. Sure. Uh, and going home, getting a bottle of chocolate milk, yo ho, and watching uh, 
Transformers or uh, GI Joe, right? Pink Panther cartoon, whatever, whatever it was. It was more fun than filling out your taxes. See, that's uh, I get uh, on my social feeds. I get a lot of this, yeah. like how great Gen Xers were, meaning us, our generation, because you yeah, know we, we were good. We had yeah, it's fine. I did hear me out, like. They always talk about like, oh, we rode our bikes until the street lights came on and then we had to hustle home yeah. and uh, we had keys to the house because both our parents worked and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And we learned to make little meals for ourselves and we TV experimented dinners, on yeah. stuff. Right. We experimented on uh, things like making bike ramps and whatever. And, you know, if you fell down, yeah. you just got back up and dusted it off whatever and today's kids are too caught right. and i'm Run like dirt on it every generation thinks this generation of kids is too caught my generation thought that yeah. generation after that that here's here's the difference between this nostalgia and reality is that you look back like man those were the days that was great because you didn't have to knock yeah. out the rent like you didn't have to i mean schools probably sucked as a teacher, I can probably, yeah. I probably contributed to that uh, ongoing problem. But like, you know, you had most of your day was devoted to your own entertainment. Uh, yeah. And like that most of your day now is devoted to like, well, it's split between uh, trying to overcome the aches and pains of age and uh devoted to survival so yeah uh, the, you didn't really have to worry about survival when you were a kid unless you were in horrible circumstances so it's easy to be like things were different and better when we were kids i don't know they were like if if somebody had handed me an ipad in, in the world yeah the world being better no yeah i think we've always been new yeah I, yeah like they, have, oh back then we, Back then, we have a new car, and now we yeah. have an old car. I like having a new car. When I say new car, I mean our bodies. Yeah. You know, we've put less miles on them. Sure. It's a new car smell. Yeah. I've got a smell, but it's definitely not a new car smell. No. Uh, anyway, that's just a gripe I have as I hear that. And they're like, oh, you know, these kids are too coddled. Like, we're all too coddled. Like, we don't nobody lived in caves when they were kids like none of us were related to those people so unless unless you lived unless you were born in like 1918 and you had grandparents who were actual mm -hmm. frontiers people like eh, shut oh, up. yeah yeah well they actually had to go and like survive harsh winters and little house in the prairie yeah. up that stuff like wow yeah so, you're Paul, all, you're, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say your hallmark watching is paying off with that it's, last little tidbit there. It's true. I've fallen into this. You, you know, you talk about how and you and your mom, like at the holidays, Christmas and whatnot, you watch Christmas movies and Valentine's mm -hmm. Day just went by and they had a big slate of uh, sure. Christmas movies. They've expanded a holiday Hallmark movie. channel. It, yeah. it used to just be Christmas, and now yeah. it's like, hey, these suckers will watch anything. Yeah, you know, oh, it's baseball. Catcher, catchers and pitchers are reporting. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do the the yeah. the jaded uh, baseball exec, and here's the guy from the farm with the fastball. Yeah, fashion this into a love story. Whatever yeah. it is, is we'll make is a movie. His agent is uh, some super hot. What you saying that? Uh, ex soap grilling, star. There's some grilling season uh, uh, homage. Was, oh, several of the uh, Valentine's Day movies were based on cooking scenarios. I don't remember. I don't have the list anymore. We did that on a, a one of the casts while you're absent. But I uh, yeah. Uh, it was, you know, one of them was grilling season. It was, but it was, this was a yeah. sequel to a previous movie about yeah. characters falling in love over food. Um, right. 
I I hate romantic comedies with the fervid fashion because I believe it warps and, people's not like adults like your mom or you, but like young people. Or I believe romantic comedies warp how people perceive relationships should function, and yeah. so that. They're like, oh, everything should be a series of grand gestures and massive overtures, and you know, yeah. sex sex is going to be magical and not at all messy and you know, complicated and something you have to figure out as you go along. It's not, you know, it's just it, it just pisses me off because I think every there's like, oh, if I just say this poem in the rain outside her window she's gonna love me forever no no she could leave you in a week it's just sometimes things don't work out let it go uh anyway that's my downer take on romantic comedy bad for society the worse society than violence or of horror movies or you know military movies horror uh okay I didn't know where you were going with that because I, I was going to say like, you know, COVID's pretty bad. It's probably worse than romantic comedies, but I, I agree they're worse than like horror movies. Because yeah. I think horror movies, I I don't like them because I I'm, I'm I get afraid of what's happening. Do you really? I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> like like I was frightened by uh, aliens, even though I, I found them to be good films. Yeah, it was frightening to watch, um, but it's like, oh, this guy was released from, uh, you know, the radio says mm. uh, someone's escaped from the prison. Well, yeah, the, men- the mental maybe, house, me- the mental house prison yeah. that's stocked with meat cleavers. That, that the, yeah, that's right. It's right up the road. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that's not the night to go to Lover's Lane or you walk into the kitchen, you, you know, just look, just, you know, you got the knife board up there, one's missing, just take note of that, you know, yeah. uh, that that could prove important detail later on. Yeah. Let's uh, also have a shotgun, you know. <laughs> yeah, get the, get the gun out of the safe. You know? Yeah. You know, don't don't bother don't bother with the bird shot. Go ahead straight with the buck shot. Cut that guy in <laughs> half. Sure. <laughs> sure. I I don't I, I I don't mind horror movies most of the time. The only one that ever scared me was Silence of the Lambs. Uh oh, yeah. the the idea of a guy eating another guy really frightened me. Uh yeah. maybe because it was too too much temptation. I'm like, what if what if one day burgers yeah. and chicken sandwiches aren't enough for me? And uh, um, I really, really, I just really want to take another step. Then, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I think of all the evil things man does. Yeah, e- eating another person actually makes a certain amount of sense. Well, sure. I mean, we've already proven I, there's probably like, too many people on the planet, and there's probably uh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, it's like you know, I'm eating the salad, and Bob over there is eating a delicious taco. It's like I could kill and eat Bob, and he probably take he's he's flavored like a delicious taco, you know. Uh, you, you mean you, you once know, you cook, the, when the you meat, cook him up, you just roll he, him in some of that? Yeah. Uh, he, that Get several. Well, you're he, gonna need several bags he, of that little taco sauce to for to cover Bob. But sure, he's gonna he's gonna taste like what he just ate, which is a delightful taco or pizza or whatever. Yeah. These cows are just eating grass. Can't yeah. taste good, you know. Yeah, sure, how nice much bed. better? Well, Bob served on a nice anyway. bed of greens and a tortilla bowl. You know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Well, this got you know, dark. Field. This got dark. I, I this that leads us into our first uh, pinned item, and this is yeah. more of a warning than anything. Okay, Paul. We all know that in college you had a problem with something, and yeah. 
it uh, it put in peril your your scholarship, your, the future you built for yourself today. My friendships, I I had. I don't know if there was ever an official. Um, what do they call it when your friends get you together and uh, intervention? Yeah, I don't know that it ever rose to that level, but there was certainly like some pointed looks and like oh, we're watching, you know, we're monitoring this. Yeah, I wasn't even aware of this problem until years later when you told me about it. Um, yeah, but it was uh, it was clearly a problem for a semester. <laughs> yeah. So for a few I weeks, just, yeah. I just need you to know, I, to, yeah. be, to be prepared that this is going to be out there yeah. in culture. Uh, it is Apple TV. Yeah, is is making a movie about Tetris. Okay, yeah. Tetris. You know, I think you got like a B in a class that you could have gotten an A in because you were playing <laughs> too much Tetris. Uh, I did. I went down the dark hole. Yeah. Uh, Cliff, so there was classic Tetris. Yes. And it had some sound effects, like you would say, Yeah. Oh my God, or something like you, you know, you cleared the level or you lost. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that was, that's probably not that's, the original Tetris. That was modified. The, the, it had, the, the real Tetris had Russian music. <laughs> okay. This is yeah. not, this is not, well, I, I would learn this from the movie, but I, I'm staying away. Yeah. But uh, I, there was another game that was like Tetris. Yeah. That was slightly different. And uh, Cliff, my my roommate and good friend Cliff Hall, he, he was in the computers and uh, he was able to go into the architecture of the game. Yeah. And modify it so that the the images of sure. the uh of the of the blocks yeah. were different and he he modified the sound so one was just your basic tetris music and uh uh shapes and then one it was like the shapes were like penises and then as the blocks cleared it like the penis would send out an ejaculate and Oh, and then, and then there was, and then there was one oh, where the where you, have I never told you this before? No, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking about all the okay. things I'm going to have to beep later. <laughs> and, and then there was one. I think this will be safe. There was okay. one where uh, the shapes were like stormtrooper helmets, or it was a um, Star Wars themed. Uh, shapes yeah. and the mu- the music was tracks, you know, like the Imperial March and mm-hmm. those types the uh, bits of music. But, so th- those the sound the sound modifications made sense. There was no sound modifications to the other one that that you since bleached, but uh. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that so so I was I was tempted by Tetris, but it was also it was yeah. like something you know like where so what. what what you're telling me is Cliff, yeah. who who is a very Paul is very smart, but Cliff is also very smart. Cliff was like genius level guy, who was yeah. uh, he was so smart that like he didn't make sense to a lot of people. Is that fair to say? People people can be smart in different areas, right? Cliff Cliff, Cliff he I think he found me likable smart, yeah, which is weird. I, I found that weird because it's like. Why would you do that? You're like super smart, Cliff. Yeah. Uh, but we 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 did have our different strengths. Uh, yeah, I found you likable uh, and smart. Uh, yeah. Well, you've got your own little sets of strengths, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that Cliff could write a newspaper article. He could. He could barely speak to another. You know. Uh, he, yeah. Like you say, he, he wasn't, you know, the verbal skills, I don't know. He, he married that super hot Russian woman, then got a divorce. Yeah. I think I think he remarried married another super hot woman. So he's doing something oh, right that we weren't he, doing. 
I agree. I, I'm not. I'm not dumping on Cliff. I like. No, I like. No, we we part. aren't. I'm just. I'm just saying that everyone has uh, a set of strengths and weaknesses, and uh, um, not everybody can modify uh, a Tetris game to turn it into porn. That's right. So. And I, I enjoy. I enjoy that. It, it, it's uh, the comparison I'd make is like I could go eat a hamburger. Yeah. Like oh this is a, this is a great hamburger, but the, the food scientists of today have like modified the meat and the buns and the condiments so that um, they're like tasty. Uh, like our body craves them more. There's maybe like added salt and sodium, and that our our body yeah. you know like we've kind of become addicted to bad food, and part of it is that's the food that's tasty, and part of it is. The, the food corporations have purposely studied how we react to things, and regardless of their health consequences, it's like, oh, this is the food that people buy more of or, or sure. pay more for. If we do this to it, yeah. well, let's do that. And this, this, if it's healthy or they live longer or whatever, that that we'll put that lower down the list. Dead men, dead men, dead men can't saying, buy pop tarts. That's all I'm saying. Cliff. I'm just saying Cliff did that to this Tetris. It was already delicious. Right. Uh, and he modified it to be uh, extra delicious to uh, so, a 19-year-old Paul Russell. Yeah. Can, I, can I ask this question? Was this your first what? porn parody? <laughs> we <laughs> Of the semester? I don't know, because we all... No, I mean, did. ever. I mean, was this your first the, porn parody? Like... I've, there's been many. There's been many since, but we also did uh, stories. Cliff wrote stories, yeah. like there was there was a whole series of stories where um, the character from uh, yeah. Can I set this up for the listeners who might not know the technology we were using? So there okay. used to be the technology. There used to be things called bulletin board <laughs> systems, and so. Yeah. Before we had the internet with pictures like we do now on Google Chrome and whatever you're using, whatever the new Microsoft browser is called, Swirly or whatever. Uh, Before that, that's when we were in school. So that came around like our sophomore, junior year. Before that, it was today's 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 young person would be bemused beyond belief by this this. Right. scenario we're setting up before it was basically before it was like basically like someone Twitter. would use a 50 a 56k do- modem yeah to spend five five minutes to dial in to, to read a story yeah people don't have the attention span of a 40 second tiktok anymore that <laughs> that shit's got to be shaved down to be 24 seconds or i'm so, gonna swipe left or up or down my thumb yeah, so but I'm barely I'm barely engaged in this thing that I had to put no effort into. So what they had was <clears throat> bulletin board systems where people would post things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes and it was right. and then the, there was a bulletin board for everything. There was a bulletin board for yeah. Doctor Who fans, which I was into, and it was all hooked sure. up to your your email system, which there was bulletin boards for everything and like great. <laughs> They're all the dirty, Drake was, uh, like adult bulletin well, board systems, all of that stuff. Drake, yeah, Drake was cutting edge because they had a Mac in a room program. Just think right. the idea of everyone, every student, regardless of their major, you yeah. know, even the non-computer science majors having access to computer. Wow, yeah. that's that's cutting edge. Or yeah, there it was that, in 19, it was 1989. Whenever yeah. whenever that was. That was, was nineteen ninety three when we went to school, yeah. but yeah, I mean, yeah, the idea that everybody didn't have access to technology somewhere. Anyway, the point is just to set up Paul's <laughs> recollection is that yeah. they had everything up to including subgroups mm. that were about Star Trek. Some of them were pornographic. Some of them were just people writing fan fiction, and there were some like yeah. Paul. Who were writing a special kind these of were, that I think is the Wesley, most hilarious thing ever. 
These were Wesley Crusher die 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 uh, pages, where every every story was for people that were fans of Star Trek. Yeah, but who also hated who hated Wesley, Wesley Crusher because yeah. Cliff he, he had these books. These are books I'd never seen before. Where it's like it was a book that told you the architecture, yeah, different structures, sure, like how how a holodeck worked or what what the yeah. what the rooms were on the different levels of the enterprise. Because yeah. it's like I think Cliff would have liked to have been boy genius on on one yeah. of these ships, and instead here's this dweeb. Yeah. Who's portrayed as super smart, but is just annoying to people and right. you know, interrupting Worf when he's trying to do important things. Yeah. So that that definitely came out, that hatred of this uh <laughs> lead character. So you in, know, Cliff, the would, that was Cliff would write a story, it's like he fell down the sea shaft uh and was I, imp- impaled upon by the uh I, yeah, I, mean, I could workings. I could not I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, back program a Tetris game. Yeah. But I could punch up the scripts. Uh, yeah. It's like, well, what if, uh, what if he did this, and his his mother actually hated him, or uh, <laughs> you know, there is this thing we saw in this episode last week. What if, uh, what if that was used to crush his testicles? You know, so yeah. Uh, these were the things that, that Cliff would find. Oh, Paul Smart. You know, I yeah. I respect him as he drew these parallels. Yeah. You know, his mother gave him uh, the wrong anecdote and he turned into like a blob, you know, of mucus. <laughs> She's like, just, she just hoses him down the drain. She's like, I've always hated that sure. kid. This is an sure. overdue abortion, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, those were the days. Things were simpler then. So, except we, except to we answer, were starting. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Well, I'm just to answer your question about am I going to be sucked in? Yeah. To this movie, I think I think the antidote is that it's on Apple TV. <laughs> right. And I, I I find that I find I have a lot of TV services at this point more yeah. than I ever thought I would. Much yeah. like I own a cell phone, and I never thought I would. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever own Apple TV or whatever the Amazon TV product is, because I because that, that, that those are levels of smugness <laughs> that uh, that I enough. have not yet I've not yet climbed those heights. Uh, <laughs> fair, fair enough. That's as good a place as any to take our break. So we will be back after these short sound clips from commercials of the past. cereal is real sweet. A big crisp treat. Sweet as honey all through. Now to blow that avalanche away. What a man that honeycomb kid is. Blow the avalanche away. And blow a snow post honeycomb. What a real good treat having breakfast sweet as honeycomb. Post cereals make breakfast a little bit better. Call a little dialing music. Okay. Three. So, I hope you had a relaxing break. So, Paul hates the fact that I add sound effects to the uh, podcast in a little post-production. Um, 
I think it's I think now after hearing his Tetris story, I think that's why uh, is you know Cliff added those te- sound effects to Tetris among other things, and uh, that drew him into okay. a world he never wanted to be in. He only kind of likes doing the podcast. It's a thing he does for me because we're oh. friends. So you're so, so the sound of, the sound effects oh, are like just, just another level of of uh, fear for him. So I understand that. So to just to restate that, so I I was seduced by sound effects at one time in my life. Yes, and that that led me to getting an F on one one year algebra. Yeah. Yes. The drugs my grade down for the first semester of college. That right. makes sense. Yeah. So you've been avoiding fun sound clips. Uh, fun, fun generally. Yeah. Since then, I understand that's uh, kind of trauma that will stick with a man. Uh, here's some more trauma. Yeah. Uh, so Winnie the Pooh recently passed into public domain. Uh, not the Disney Winnie the Pooh, not that version of it, but the original was it Hans Christian Andersen. With his, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Whoever wrote Winnie the Pooh, he's been dead long yeah. enough, and yeah. it's passed into public domain. So now there's going to be a Winnie the Pooh movie called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and it's going to be a horror movie. And I, there's a part of me that the part of me that likes to screw with things, uh, mm-hmm. just to see what happens. I sort of love the idea. Uh, and there's a part of me that's like, uh, could we leave a few things innocent and silly? Yeah. Uh, and then there's part of me like, I don't care. I'm never going to this movie and I'm yeah. probably not going to watch the old Winnie the Pooh either. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know where this this falls for you. Because it's a horror movie, and well, as we already discussed, horror movies aren't your thing. It's going to be a it's going to be a jam packed so, schedule of murderous bears. We've got Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and we've got Cocaine yeah, Bear coming bear. out. Yeah, so cocaine, cocaine, Cocaine Bear is based on a true story. Sure, that that imagines what happened to this bear. Yeah. Real bear that was found with cocaine in his system. Died. It's like, what was it? What were, that bear's dead. That bear yeah. not going to be rampaging anymore. Well, it, I think it just I mean, died maybe, after ingested that much cocaine. Almost any creature would die after ingesting a kilo yeah. of cocaine. <laughs> that bear did not, he did not have it, the impulse control to. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a T-Rex could take uh, it or, you know, Triceratops. <laughs> I don't know, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just saying the the Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. You know, at the end, they, they could have put down Winnie the Pooh. But there could be like a cliffhanger where it's like, you know, the, the vault, the funeral vault. You hear yeah. a creak open, like, "Oh, we thought we put them down, but they're they're opening the door for Winnie the Pooh too." You know, yeah, more more blood and honey. You know, the end? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying this cocaine bear. It's based on a real yeah. story. A real bear who's dead. So yeah. unless there's like another plane from Columbia that goes down in the the mountain, the Appalachian Mountains of East Tennessee. Sure. For another bear to find, which yeah. maybe that is the cliffhanger. You know, they show this. Okay, we, we the journey's over, and then this plane flies by and crashes. Yeah, you know, in a puff of white cocaine dust. Uh, yeah, but um, here's what I'll say: there was a uh, a funny clip, a series of clips of uh, the. Uh, the Charlie Brown character speaking with like some ebonic 
funny sounds and scenarios. That, yeah. I don't think Charles Schultz intended that, but but that's to me that was amusing. But then again, you have GI Joe, which I loved as a cartoon. Sure. And the movie was horrible. Uh, the, the one, live the, action, one episode, the live action movies were terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Community, the TV show, did one funny episode. Yeah. That I imagine the GI Joe where, where people could shoot and die uh, yeah. from the, the the shooting, that which never happened in the cartoon. It's funny. Right. But that that's funny to me. Yeah. I don't I don't know where this movie falls. Uh, this this was a story that was brought to us by um, I think it was a Bloomberg story that was imagining uh, the um, the ethical dilemma of uh, properties that fall outside of the, the private domain into the public, and so there's less rules governing them. You you're a fan of comics. I am. And this 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 comes up all the time. Yeah. I, I, I seem to recall Marvel getting the rights to uh, Conan, and now they're going to lose them again. Is that? Yeah, they've lost them. I, I, they had it for several years. I'm going to say yeah. 2019, and they and they really did a good job. They had new stuff. Uh, yeah, they were reprinting their old stuff from the 70s, and it was a lot of fun. And then. I don't know if this is the reason they lost the rights, but there was some artist who had yeah. some political or religious uh, thing, and he put yeah. something that was anti-Semitic, or maybe not oh. anti-Semitic. It may, it may have been it may have been some anti-other group that I like. I as a as a dull white American oh. wouldn't recognize. Yeah. But he snuck it into one. Of the, no, oh no, no! Now I remember. I'm confusing well, that. Pocahontas. Pocahontas yeah. showed up in a in a, it, in a series. It wasn't, and that was that. It was wasn't Pocahontas. It was Sacagawea. Uh, I think. Sorry. They. My apologies to everyone. They made they made like the <laughs> villain or this magical goddess of uh, yeah. this land and. Uh, the same name as an an actual Native American person. And people flipped out. And I didn't, when I read it, of course, because I'm an insensitive white male, I didn't really think anything about it. But when they showed, when they made the point, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a really dumb idea now that I think about it. Um, And, like, the writer's like, yeah, that one got away from me. That was dumb. Uh, but that wasn't enough, yeah. and I think the people who own Conan were like, "Listen, Marvel, if you can't catch this stuff, we don't need this heat. We're going to take uh, mm-hmm. what's his name, Robert, or uh, the Howard? estate, yeah, Ron, ha- Robert Howard, whatever his name is. We're taking his, we're taking this toy yeah. and going somewhere else where they can not have these kind of screw ups." Yeah. Oh, Opie's, Opie's going back to Mayberry is what Ron Howard would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, there are a lot of tragedies in the world. Um, and uh, <clears throat> these are pretty minor tragedies. Like, I don't know if anybody... Well, anyway, but yeah, but that's another example of like, something falling outside the original domain and for me it's like i i i bought a lot of uh, I, you know i i stay away from marvel and dc with my limited comic purchases i to, to me those worlds are too big and have grown too big in the last hour 50 80 i don't know i don't know how long these universes have existed you know it's earth five and earth six because uh mm-hmm. They they got to recycle the you know Superman stories or how you know whoever whoever's on these universes they told all the stories. Eventually, you got to start over. You know, if you're not the mm-hmm. Simpsons, you're 27 of the season and everyone stayed the same age. Um, you kind of have to reset things. So I was 
I guess I was happy uh, to have more product, to have more Conan, and I mm-hmm. thought they did pretty well. So um, they did. Uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the Conan stuff a lot. Uh, you know, yeah. I I'm not a big fantasy guy, uh, but yeah. I do like Conan because Conan is very straightforward. You know, yeah. uh, put an axe in the guy's head if he's in your way. Uh, yeah. You know that I, I enjoyed the fantasy of that, of you know, uh, but uh, you know, uh, I would think that if you're a particularly sensitive person, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be reading Conan anyway. Uh, but whatever, you know. Uh, there's plenty of product to consume, uh, probably too much product to consume. Yeah. Uh, a good thing about Conan is that reading especially the last few years is once in a while I could run into a good Conan issue that was one issue long. They're like, oh, yeah. that's a good story. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I I won't be going to see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Uh, I'll read. I've got a little bit of backlog on Conan comics, so I'll read those, and then mm-hmm. maybe I'll just sit quietly and think good thoughts about God. Sure. Uh, I may think uh, negative thoughts about Air. Air Jordans. No, the air that I'm breathing. Yeah, no, oh. air, air, air is the title of the movie, starring Matt Damon mm-hmm. uh, and Ben Affleck as yes marketing geniuses recruiting Michael Jordan, a young, a young, a young unknown young, player. Yeah, to I have his own. Yeah. To have his own pair of shoes, like his own signature unknown, brand of shoes. Unknown, yeah. Unknown shoe company, Nike. Yeah. They, well, they well, were... Well, they were well, big in the truck. They weren't struggling. They were making shoes for tennis and track. Uh, right. Nobody... The, the thing about Jordan and shoes is nobody really bought shoes because of a guy... Uh, yeah. they bought them, uh, like, you know, when Jordan came up, people were still wearing canvas shoes with, uh, yeah. the lace ups, you know, they weren't thinking about like foot support and art support and, and whatever. Yeah, no, weren't, there was no air prefontaines. Yeah. Was, there was no Reebok pump. Uh, Anyway, um, this movie is the story of how Nike wooed Jordan, which mm-hmm. seems boring to me. Like it, do, it does, it does. It's like uh, that, um, kind of like Titanic. Yeah. No, you put the swoosh there, and it's like. Here's Nike and here's Jordan. I think I think I know how the story's going to go. Yeah. And and you put Matt Damon in the middle of it with his buddy Ben Affleck. You know they're the geniuses of the film because that's how rounders work. Right. That's how um, uh, that one where he's uh, the mini driver at Harvard, you know, and solving math problems that. Uh, the professor doesn't know how to solve. Yeah. In the hallway, posted in the hallway on the yeah. blackboard. Pressing. Yeah. Pressing the chalk against the board a few times. Then doing high fives. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this, this much like the Apple TV Tetris movie, I'm going to, I'm going to pass on this, but the upshot of this, apart from the movie, Maybe Matt Damon with, his, with another genius turn 
will convince someone else to buy crypto because you know fortune favors the brave whether it's math problems you're burning them on selling, a crypto commercial that's good yeah selling selling shoes in the 80s or learning to play poker with a russian mobster fortune favors the brave in all those circumstances and the same, same with buying cryptocurrencies uh, fair enough i i, I just I don't know what the dramatic dramatic movement here is in this in this show. Like yeah. it's like, okay, we're I having think, a meeting with Jordan and his mom. Yeah. Uh I think it's like yeah. Make sure the well, ice water is a certain temperature. You know. Well they like it's the South. They like sweet tea, not unsweet tea. That's right. That's a right. no no if you get that wrong. He's yeah, he's from uh, is he from North Carolina uh, or Southern Carolina? I don't remember. Well, I know he played. He at, I know he played at UNC. I don't know. But... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. No, uh, I think I think the dramatic tension is when, uh, much like in um, Honey Honey the Bear or whatever. Yeah. That Honey Honey, honey, honey. Boo Boo. Oh, well, Winnie Winnie the Winnie, Boo. Winnie Winnie much, the much Winnie the Psycho the Billy Bear. Yeah. Yeah, because much much like that movie, Clyde Drexler shows up with a axe looking to kill everyone. Yeah, and uh, that 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 happens in the Jordan it's movie. A, it's a thought. I I like it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Like, watch watch Clyde Clyde the 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 the, the guy will glide this axe you know into your skull if you don't. Uh, Offer me competitive shoe uh, shoe deal here. I mean, I, I, this is the kind of thing where if it was an ESPN three hundred and sixty or whatever they're yeah. called, I would watch it. You know, on a 30, Saturday 30 for thirty. Yeah, yeah, I'd watch that. I mean, it's quasi mm-hmm. interesting. Make a whole movie out of it, and you know, yeah. like, oh, this is be, it, supposed to be super funny and well witty during, and during, yeah during during covid when there was no sports on people watched that yeah. jordan documentary they did so you might have watched it you might have watched this then yeah but now now there's actual sports games on uh so i feel like that's less appetizing yeah i watched i think i watched the whole thing live mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> That's how much I, I mean, like you, even, you even you even watch some of the um, Jeter one. The Jeter one was just, I think it was a three or four parter. I was on the Yes Network. Mm-hmm. I watched that. Right. Uh, that was just this year or last year, maybe. Yeah, it was. It was not. Uh, it's, I'm not. I'm not criticizing. I'm just. I'm just saying you're a fan. Yeah. If there was, I don't. I don't know what network. I, I'm guessing Turner South would have yeah. this. If they if they had a documentary about uh, that five game stretch where Mark Lemke was turned into like, yeah. I wouldn't say he turned into. He didn't turn into. Um, Touchdown, Hank Jesus. Yeah. No. He tur- he turned. He turned into a pale uh, Tony Gwynn. Yes. Uh, he, he was still sitting in singles. There was no jet. There was no bombs flying out of the yard. At, no. Uh, turn at uh, the old Fulton Stadium or anything. But it was still those were good hits. Those were those were singles that were appreciated in that series. I would watch that. I would watch that. I don't know. I don't know how many episodes that would be. Ten parts, four parts. I think I would watch all of that. They're, they were excellent singles because that marked mm-hmm. uh, only one or two bases they came short of scoring that run. Yeah. <laughs> he basically moved the runner over for Chipper. You know. The he reason had, we brought up air, the reason we brought oh, air is okay. that Matt Damon has a pattern in his career uh, where he plays some kind of genius. 
like in goodwill hunting he played a genius kid who was good at math yeah. but he was in love yeah. with the you know, driver and he didn't want to go yeah. didn't want to go to a big school was afraid of of uh, competing with other kids uh mm-hmm. and then magically uh so in that movie the lead actress was matt damon or excuse me <laughs> mini driver uh and then well the other one was rounders there was gretchen mall and famke jansen and he was this Oof. savant card yeah. player yeah. uh and so that was uh another again uh, turn again yeah again the hot chick is the yeah. person in the romantic pairing who is overly attached that right again feels suspect but but who is who's going to be the uh, hot chick that slakes uh, I don't know slakes Matt I, Damon's enslavable so desire the, I don't know so so the real the real person attractive the real women. person yeah the real the real sales exec for Nike his yeah. name is Kenny Vaccaro and uh, uh, he he was. He was a favorite guest of a local sports personality here in Memphis. So I, I've heard him speak many, many times wow. on uh, on on the air at my local sports radio talk channel. Huh. I, I did not hear him talk about any personal romances from that time or the present. So I don't, I don't know. I don't have those details. But uh, I'm sure, given Matt Damon's history as an actor, he will find someone super hot who's who will unrealistically uh, be attracted to his film character. Well, Matt Damon's still a pretty like, good-looking guy. Yeah, I mean, he's not Brad well, Pitt circa. No, no. But uh, Matt, not, Matt Damon, hey, I, I guess Paul I have a hard time. Thing, I didn't grow up in Boston, but I have a hard time mm-hmm. uh, imagining somebody from Boston with his Southie yeah. accent uh, being able to be <laughs> okay. successful in in anything. Yeah. But you know, All right? I think Matt Damon's next move should be to be. Who uh, to play mm-hmm. Billy Bean or who uh, Bill James, uh, working for yeah. the Red Sox? Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Epstein story. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's that's, that's the, the move. I feel like he's he is a genius. Any anyone who can win with the Cubs, uh, yes, is, is smart. Yeah. Epstein is Epstein certainly uh winning with the Red Sox was yeah. a big you know statement throw off you just they you they've actually tried to win though I think, yeah. I do you want to role play this um why not I'll, I'll be yeah. Epstein I'll be Epstein okay I I've just I've just come off of winning a bunch of games the Red Sox yeah and uh, you're you're someone in the ownership of uh, right. what's that? Is it the Tribune Corporation that they own? Gub? And you're you're interviewing yeah. me, Epstein. Like you know, why why should I be the next you know GM of the Cubs? Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Welcome, welcome, Theo. Uh, Shalom. Uh, why, why, why should Sunday, we uh, entertain the notion of you uh, coming here and and yeah. being our manager? Well, I you know I I have some innovative ideas uh, on baseball, like you know how do, how about we take down those that shrubbery around yeah. the walls and shrubbery? not focus on. Not not focus on selling uh, beer, cold beer to uh, 
bums in the in the stands and instead like employ good baseball players and try and win actual games and then then, then you'll stop blaming this cow that knocked over a lantern a hundred years ago which sounds like a tribune made up story by the way and you might actually win some games by doing that just try and try and you know compete to win games like most all the other teams do uh, Try that. Two, two things: leave your yeah. scythe behind. Just bring your flaming sword. <laughs> yeah, flaming sword. <laughs> what yeah. I, what I'd like you to do is if if you do that, then I, I need you to bomb uh, gates sixteen yeah. uh, A and four to five A. Just bomb it so there's that, a ring of fire and then people won't run out of there. We can't, we can't have this. Is that where the bleacher bumps are? Are we talking about taking out Kaminsky Stadium so that there's only one team left and we can raise the price on peanuts? Or uh... I feel like there was a connection in my mind to something else, but I've forgotten oh, yeah. what it was. Maybe uh Conan or something. But I've forgotten what well, it was. I, I just, I just ad libbed like when Cliff is saying so, something about Leslie Crusher being horrible, and I don't understand the science. I just, I just run with it. That's what mm-hmm. I do in, in these ad lib situations. Yeah. So uh, you had texted me. Uh, oh. Uh-huh. About the cachet of destinations by uh, for political candidates in Iowa, stumping, stumping for the Congress or for the uh, presidency. Yes, this this is something I've always been interested in. Where Iowa, the first state, you know, in the union to cast ballots for the presidency. Uh, is that right? If I said that right. It's the, it used to be the first in the, the nation caucuses. Caucuses, which are different, but uh, right. I'm not going to bother to explain the difference, but uh, they screwed up the, de- or excuse me, they screwed them both up last time so, so badly <laughs> that did. it was a national embarrassment. Uh, and probably the right. most shameful uh, occurrence so, in Iowa political history. It is, yeah. So that those are, those are serious things. But yeah. what always amuses me is if you live in Iowa, you, your phone is just ringing off the hook for two months every four years, uh, maybe shorter, maybe longer. More like four to five. It's that that last. Yeah, quarter of the year before the actual caucus is pretty hideous. And and you have candidates coming in who, regardless of like their serious policies, and, I, and it could be that politicians don't actually have any serious policies anymore. But but setting setting that aside, it's like, oh, I really love this local ice cream plant you've got there in Des Moines. Yeah. The bluebell. What is the plant there? Uh, I don't know that we have any active ice cream plants anymore. I, I feel like there was one candidate that liked that, and it's like everyone pretty much likes the the breakfast pizza, the, sure. the gas station. But so, even though I don't live in Des Moines anymore, uh, Twitter suggested this story where uh, Pence. Yeah, was there in Cedar Rapids? He was having a, a Republican moment. event. Yeah, <laughs> he was, and so all of that, like where, what city it was in, what he was talking about, the issue, none of that held interest to me. Mm-hmm. But, but the note, the the detail that jumped out was at a pizza ranch restaurant, which. I don't. I don't know that I had ever heard of it before. 
that franchise. Yeah. We we have like CeCe's Pizza. This is a cut I, above I that. Pong? I, yeah. Let me at least tell you what Pizza Ranch is. It's it's a okay. family style eating restaurant with a buffet, and the buffet mm-hmm. has on it like there's a pizza buffet with the usual stuff: yeah. dessert pizza, cheese sticks, you know that kind yeah. of stuff. And then there's a regular food just uh, buffet that has like, like a shoney, like a shoney's of the past. Yeah, I've never been to shoney's. Only heard of it in Rick and Morty, but uh, Pizza Ranch also has <laughs> this, yeah. this incredible, this yeah. incredible fried chicken. Uh, I like that. So yeah, you, you order it, and sometimes these uh, servers pop out from these uh, yeah. side doors. Yeah, and they bring, and it's wonderful chicken. It's terrific chicken. Yeah. Better, better than well, any like- chicken I've had, except for uh, this one restaurant in West or in Ankeny. Best fried yeah. chicken. I, I, in fact, I want some right now. Have we? Have we? Have we been to that one in Ankeny? I feel. I feel like we've been to some. Uh, some city that starts with an A. It could have been Altoona. Uh, they we all, haven't. They all blend if, together. But if we wanted to get pizza ranch, that's where we'd go. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I I could care less about any of the politics or, uh, mm-hmm. but I do, I do, I do love when a politician. I, I remember uh, that my other favorite instance of this was when um, Hillary Clinton was giving mm-hmm. her end of the convention speech. You know, really fire up the troops and how she was traveling across the country and she. Uh, Oh, I went to this city and I did this and I went to this city and did, did this. And one of the things she did was eat at a Chipotle restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who, who, has, who has ever been inspired by uh, eating at Chipotle? I mean, it's fine. You're, you're probably happy afterwards. You probably don't regret, you know, getting the uh, the brown rice versus the white rice. Uh Everyone's done it. I don't know that it binds us all together as humans. But, oh, you've eaten do. at Chipotle? I've, eat, I've eaten at Chipotle. We're, we're so similar, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> the racial divide is solved. Uh, yeah. Uh, you had asked about where Pizza Ranch ranks in terms of yeah. candidate stops. Uh, yeah. I would say it's pretty high for Republicans. They seem... Yeah. Together, yeah. pizza ranches a lot. Uh, this is another yeah. reason why Democrats won't win any uh, elections in our office is, yeah. or in our state is because they can't, uh, they have two, basically three standard shots. One is them giving a speech in front of a cornfield. One of them is shaking mm-hmm. hands with union leaders <laughs> and whatnot. And then the third right. is outtakes from Carl Carson. So, I mean, I could very well believe uh, that um, Pizza Ranch is number one for Republicans. Number one overall is any state fair related crap like corn dogs, whatever. Fried fried snicker bar. Sure. Uh, I would give uh, I would give those uh, the advantage because one, it's summer, so you're doing more campaigning, yeah. uh, sure. and, and it's so it's not an off year. You're actually out there, uh, so you know the state fair is, is a good one. Used to be this is yeah. the changing face of America. It used to be the small town right. cafe. But a lot of those have closed mm-hmm. because the towns have emptied out and moved. People have moved to the yeah. suburbs. So now you do that stuff at Starbucks or, uh, yeah. you know, scooters or some coffee joint that's usually I don't, off the chain. You know, this, I, I, I didn't get past the paywall, you know, to see yeah. 
any of the details, but you know, if Pence was like, you know what, I'm really surprised at the resilience of the workforce and this chicken also surprising. Who yeah. would have thought, you know, this pizza place would have chicken this this good. Great you know? chicken. Like if he had a place called if he pizza came out, Yeah, if he came out with that, it's like, you know what, this guy plain speaking, you know, he appreciates yeah. chicken wherever you know, good chicken wherever it is. You know, it's like, hey, if he can eat the chicken here and realize it's awesome, then maybe, uh, you know, he'll pick good people, you know, for cabinet posts. You know, he can see past uh, uh, the, 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 he's not going to read a book by its cover if he's eating this chicken. Sure. And he's not, he's also, or and she uh, and they, uh, we're not discriminating. Yeah. Anyone can run for any office. No. Uh, we don't care. I'm not even sure I'm going to vote. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, that that they're discerning enough to know that there's great chicken coming from a place that's hiding chicken, and in its memo, fried chicken. You know, it's not a KFC. <laughs> we know chicken's going to be yeah. here. It's not Chick Fil A. So, it's this is it's Pizza we, Ranch. Yeah. We, you know, we didn't carefully, we, we carefully pre-produce every segment. Yeah. Storyboards, notes, you know, pre-production. Yeah. Run, run through it. This wasn't on our pre-production, but uh, this pizza ranch, does it have like uh, paintings of cacti or, you know, hats, saddles, like horn, longhorn horns over the bar or anything like that. I remember that. it as being a very basic sort of uh homey. I've only been to it a few times. Uh I'm just, is there any southwest notes there in the decor? I don't, I don't see it. I, usually it's like a dark panel mm-hmm. followed by like a <laughs> wallpaper of a you know like sure. a tannish gray uh type. Sure. There may be decorations mm-hmm. up but I was so consumed by getting my plate full of delicious chicken that I didn't really right. take in the, sun, well, the scenery. That is, that's the most important. I mean, I'd rather they get that right than the uh, uh, than the the painting of uh, Gene Autry and Roy Rogers <laughs> on the wall. That's right. I mean, Listen, buddy, like, we're, we're hey. out of time. We're out of time. Oh. Uh, so it's good to have you back it was good it was good to talk to you but it's time to get some delicious chicken get us out of here it is get us out Uh, of here my man be good be good and be kind and if you can't do any of those you know just be selective when when you're going out to eat yeah get some delicious chicken yeah (laughs) later buddy you win Window took your rug. Well, I guess we can close the file on that one. <laughs>